Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't Moriarty disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just likes riding around on his motorcycle, Jacob. Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce a man who had his hand cut off and grafted a Gatling gun onto it. Welcome, Drew. How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's, it, Hang on, I just realized I should have answered that. So. I pity the fool who doesn't have a gun on his arm. <laughs> who wouldn't? All right. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Week's been with uh, how everything's going on in the world right now. It's just be like, get some positivity going on and just try not to, um, as our pastor likes to say, you know, choose joy. Yes. Choose joy and just fight for it. And so that's just something I'm, I'm kind of living right now. So, yeah, that's how I'm doing right now. How about you? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I am ready for this entire thing to be over. Amen to that. Because I am stinking tired of being locked up in a uh, in an apartment for for eight hours a day, and then locked up in my office at work for eight hours a day. <laughs> at least I'm getting to go to work with so that's a change of scenery. Yeah, but I am ready for things to return to normal. Yes, because yep. unlike everybody else, this has not helped me catch up on my backlog. <laughs> I still have to work. Right, I do too. I be like, I work. I work with the public, so I work for a company that's considered an essential business. So, yay yep. for me, so I don't get laid off. But yeah, well, at least you have a job. At least, yes. At least, they're definitely happy for those blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what have, have you been watching when you've had the chance? What have I been watching? Well, I had the chance. I stumbled across this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You probably don't remember this show, but I remember it, and most people don't remember it at all. It's called Cyber Six. Can't say I've ever heard of that one. Okay, Cyber Six is based off a French art Argentina Argentina comic book by artists that are from those countries. Okay, and apparently it was so successful in their countries that a Canadian uh, animation group, along with a Japanese group, created. The anime, or I guess you would call it a Canadian anime. <laughs> Close enough. I'm Close not going to fight you over the yeah. over a, a, the the very loose word anime. Yeah. At this point, I know some animation would, but animation. What have you? Japanese styled animation. There we go. So this was a uh, this was more of a monster of the day show mm-hmm. where we're introduced to this heroine named Cyber Six. She wears all black. Right. Black hair, black eyes. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. And so apparently she is kind of like a Clark Kent that she goes around, except she's dressed as a guy and named, I can't remember what her uh, altern- our, uh, uh, alternative name is, what she goes by. Uh, Anthony, I think. Something mm-hmm. like that. And so she goes around and she uh, beats up all these these uh, monsters that are be like, that are 
mutated from something else or what have you. And it's a really interesting story. Like mm -hmm. the first episode is, re is really good at kind of a, a setup, but we're not given a whole lot of information. The second one is very weird because there's a panther involved, like a black panther. Well, and apparently, forever. yeah, huh? <laughs> very good. But I, I, I remember enjoying the show. I remember the join the show. Uh, it only got one season. And uh, the comic was very good, and apparently only half of it was in transla translated into English. Huh. So I found three episodes on YouTube, and apparently you can buy it or rent it or watch it for free on Amazon Prime. Hmm. So if you're looking for something a little bit different, a little bit odd, and uh, has a very unique art style, go check it out. What have you been or had the chance to watch? So... On the last episode that we recorded, we mm -hmm. talked about watching this anime. Now, I say the last episode we recorded. Technically, this was the April Fool's episode, so we recorded it a month ago. Yes. And on that one, our friend Chase kind of forced us to watch this show. Oh, yes. And, oh, gosh. Uh, after our nine, our, our eight movie weekend yes. last weekend, plus the ninth one that I was... I recorded for another show, which mm -hmm. I don't know when exactly it's coming out, so I'm not yeah. going to talk about it here. Right. Um, I needed something that was completely different from everything we'd watched. It was completely non. I want something that was fun and not serious, and I remember, and I wanted something I could at least talk about on this show, right? Because I don't get a chance to talk about stuff often because mm -hmm. I get behind on stuff, right? So uh, I put in Sunday afternoon, Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. That is the full title. Okay, I then. don't know what Bofuri means, so Bofuri? forgive me there. Okay. You don't believe me? That's what it says. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who maybe didn't listen to the Space Jam episode, uh, what, that, what that is, is uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's one of your standard isekai shows, but ah. instead of them being reincarnated so instead of it being the incarnated in a fantasy world trope yeah. this goes back to the sao style where all the characters are playing a video game oh, okay in this case though unlike sao nobody is stuck in the video game they can leave at any time ah which okay is nice that is nice and it's this is more of a comedy a comedy thing because yeah. it's just about these characters playing this game mm -hmm. there's no overly dramatic thing where if they don't beat the final boss, it'll destroy the entire, the actual world. There's nothing like that. Okay. That I don't think there is. <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of friends getting together and playing an MMO. Okay. The, the, what makes it interesting though, is, uh, this MMO you're allowed, you have apparently have complete control over all your stats. And this girl whose friend got her into playing, but let her, but she couldn't get online the night she got in, so she yes. had two days where she got to do pretty much whatever she wanted. Yeah, which actually worked for her because no, apparently the programmers never expected anybody to do this. Yes, she put so much uh, points in her vitality, which is defense. defense. Yes, that um, nothing could hurt her. Yeah, literally. And so she was just literally getting a tank. Uh, she was a tank. And getting all this other stuff to the point where she was incredible, like like most Isakai, the character was completely very OP. Yeah, very. But for whatever reason, I've only gotten I've only rewatched the first two episodes. Okay, 
whatever reason, it works in a way that most isekai doesn't. And yeah. I think it's because this is just something for fun. Oh, okay. It's not, there's not, it's just a bunch of kids having fun. And how awesome would it be if you found this bug or this glitch, even if it is accidentally, right. that caused you to become the super overpowered thing. And my understanding is they nerf her at some point, you know, mm-hmm. where she can't actually do all the stuff she right. can do. But, um, yeah, it's just a fun show, and I've been enjoying it. It's it's kind of goofy, admittedly. Oh, yeah. But the animation is spectacular. Agreed. And the logic of the show makes a weird kind of sense, but it does make sense. Okay. And um, But I also have to talk about another show okay. that I watched. Uh, it will be the Friday. It's Friday. I, I watched it the Thursday before we recorded this, but it'll be two weeks ago for y'all. The season finale of season one of Star Trek Picard. Picard. Oh my goodness, this was so good. <laughs> but this is not a Star Trek show. No. I'm going to let it go. I'm just saying it was good. It was fun. If you're a big Star Trek fan, I know New Trek is sometimes hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Believe me, this for this episode, it was worth it. Yeah, I, I think I saw a clip on YouTube from that and it was like, Oh my gosh, a certain character kind of takes a seat and then a chair and does this and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's just a fun. I, I enjoyed that show. I know some people don't like it because it's new Star Trek and can't stand the fact that it's not Next Generation Season 8, but I don't care. I'm enjoying it. So I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to, well, I'm looking for first to Discovery Season 3, supposedly later this year. We'll see. Yeah. And then apparently Picard Season 2 next year. So, yeah. Okay. Very cool. And supposedly there's another show coming out this year, Star Trek related, that's going to be on Nickelodeon and it's going to be animated. I heard something about called, that. Called uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be based on all the... Uh, what would normally be extras on the show. Okay. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. And a touch of news. <laughs> okay. Right a touch of old news, but news. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, because we're recording this a touch early, mm-hmm. we are skipping the news again. Yeah. But the good thing is, there's no news right now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, as a fair warning, uh, unless something dramatic pops up since we're going to be a little ahead because we're trying to stay ahead of the virus yeah uh we may do something else besides the new segment in the coming weeks yeah and ever since like how let's face it right now there's not a lot happening and what is happening is kind of disappointing and sad and we are we've had three weeks of negative we want positive at this point yeah so if the regular news won't give it to us we'll talk about something else yeah exactly so yeah we're, so instead, this time, uh, since we are talking about Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, mm-hmm. in celebration of the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. Part One, yes, funny how the Part One never shows up on anything, but it is it, it does only take place in the Midgar section of the original game. Um, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII. Okay, give you all a little bit of uh, context. Mm-hmm. So, to some degree, if you... I w- I'm going to go ahead and give this warning, since we are going to talk about the original Final Fantasy VII, and because of the way the remake is going to be set up, 
we might be talking a bit about spoilers for the game, Final Fantasy VII Remake, because uh-huh. we're talking about the game it's based on. Yeah. And there's just some things that we have to talk about that we can't not talk about. We don't want to spoil. And we're just giving you all a fair warning. So for this next section, actually, if you have not ever played Final Fantasy VII... Or watch the game. Watch, well, maybe watch the game. But if you've never... If you have never been exposed to Final Fantasy VII before this point, I'm going to go ahead and suggest turn the episode off for now because I don't want to spoil, spoil parts of it for you. Even yeah. the stuff that's not coming up in this uh, part of the game that just, they're remaking right now. Yeah, just skip this section. Or just skip the rest of the episode because, let's face it, Advent Children takes place after all this. That is true. So, yeah. So... Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, I guess I should go ahead and throw in our semi-spoiler warning. The following is a spoiler-filled discussion about the video game Final Fantasy VII. Listener discretion is advised. So I actually played all of Final Fantasy VII all right. about twice. Okay. Uh, you, I know, don't play video games often. No, I but do not. I, I do have a connection with the game via watching my my two younger brothers, Jim and Daniel, and my cousin Brian, because uh, it was almost every weekend thing. Mm-hmm. So my cousin loved playing video games. My brothers play video games. The only problem is we were Nintendo kids. So to my connection with the ga- game is rather more of viewing the game mm-hmm. from while of the watch. So when I was younger, me and my younger brothers, Jim and Daniel, were Nintendo kids. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Brian, who was a PlayStation kid, he also played Nintendo, what have you. He was a single kid. He was mm-hmm. a si- single kid, a only child. It's so we I don't know. I kind of like the idea that I was a single kid. <laughs> so so it was like almost a a weekend thing. Be like we would drive over to my aunt and uncle's house where mm-hmm. we would spend basically the weekend playing or vice versa. And so Brian would we would hook up his, you know, his PS1, you know, yeah. going back that far. The original PlayStation. The original PlayStation and I would watch them play Final Fantasy 7. A funny point Many years earlier on the, I think it was the original Nintendo, was uh, Final Fantasy 3. That was on the Super Nintendo. Okay, Super Nintendo, okay. And for those of you keeping up with the numbering, it was released in the United States as Final Fantasy 3, but in the official numbering, it is Final Fantasy 6. Okay, so this is a funny story, very funny story. And if you've heard it, bear with me. So I don't see any bears. Yeah, Ooh. well, th- there's a Barrett. <laughs> So we're we're sitting we're sitting in my cousin's room. And so they decided we're going to play Final Fantasy 3 all day. And so they would play for a couple of hours, have to go outside, have to go to lunch, leave the game paused. So we're playing it for like 12, 13 out 13 14 hours straight. Yeah. And so we walk in, it's like late afternoon. And they're playing it, and all of a sudden, there's smoke coming out from the back of Brian's TV. <laughs> and they didn't turn the TV off when you turned the exactly. And these are like older, tu- like older tube TVs of the early right. '90s. So it starts smoking. <laughs> 
Oh my. Yeah. So yeah, we literally burned up Brian's little twelve inch TV mm-hmm. <laughs> playing Final Fantasy three. And I think it was Final Fantasy three. Guys, if I'm wrong, if you're listening, please correct me. So let me ask you this. Did it have uh an opera scene? Yes. The main character was a girl with lime green hair. I could be wrong. I'm in a red uh, armor. Maybe it starts off. The game started off with uh, in, in a bunch of mechs walking across the tundra. You may not see in the very beginning of the game. I probably did. I'm just probably recalling it. Probably it is Final Fantasy VI. I'm just going to call it by the name I know. Yeah, six um, three. Yeah, they're the same game. Okay, uh, it so it's probably that one. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, so I, I remember very clearly, like, Brian is like, oh my gosh, guys, you have to see this scene. You have to see it. It's such a great, this is such a great movie, or a great, you know, cut scene in this, movie, in this yeah. game. And he's talking about Final Fantasy VII. So, uh, we, so we, 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 run, we run into the room, we're into the room, and it's like, okay, be like, okay, we're going to set it up, we're going to watch this, it's going to be amazing. So I'm like, I have no context what's going on. Be like, oh, it's Final Fantasy VII. I know what's going on in the game so somewhat. And so... It's Eris' death. Uh, it's like, oh, this is the great. This is so good. This is so good. But you have no context. Yeah, I've heard death. Yeah, this is like he's, don't get me wrong. It is done well, and it makes me every time I've seen it right. Because they time it to be at the end of disc one. Yeah, like literally, she the 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 cut scene of her falling in the water at the at the ancient the forgotten city. Yeah. And then it pops up and says, end of disc one. Insert disc two. two. Thinking, yes! <laughs> Very quickly. All right. So um, I'll talk about my how I got into it. Okay. Uh, so that, that's you know, my experience with right. Final Fantasy. So I was a Sega kid growing up. I had, Sega! I had a Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, which we then sold. Uh, and then I played on PC for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was... When I was in high school, I saved up some money from my job sacking groceries mm-hmm. and bought a computer because I wanted a new computer mm-hmm. and a PlayStation 2. Ah. And when I was doing my research trying to say what game I was going to buy, the first game I bought was... I'm going to let you guess. What was the first game I had on PlayStation 2? Oh, that's interesting. I bet you can guess it because it comes up all the stinking time. Oh, I don't know. Something to do with Kingdom and Hearts. Yes. My first PlayStation <laughs> 2 game was the original Kingdom Hearts. Of course. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're surprised. <laughs> it's okay. I can't see them through the radio. Anyway. Radio? So it's. I'm assuming... <laughs> the, an iPod is essentially a portable radio. I don't care. I'm an old... I'm old. Bite me. <laughs> It is a radio, even if we're not listening to the radio signal. True. Anyway. <laughs> so the first game I had on my PlayStation 2 was Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Or Kingdom Hearts 1. And uh, if you've never played Kingdom Hearts, which I guess maybe some people here haven't. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a crossover with Disney characters and uh, Final Fantasy characters. Yes. I had the Disney reference, and I heard this Final Fantasy thing was pretty cool, but I'd never played a Final Fantasy game. Right. So, and I actually remember I got an ep- a uh, I 
gotten my parents somehow to allow me to subscribe to a gaming magazine, uh, EGM, Electronic okay. Gaming Monthly. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the cover stories, not cover story, but you know, one of the headlines they showed on the cover was, yeah. Eris lives. And I'm going, who's Eris? <laughs> so, my first exposure to Final Fantasy VII, the scene is already spoiled for me, and I don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. And, of course, I played the game. I thought, oh, you know, I kind of like these characters. I had no idea. I wasn't separating in my mind which character was which. I all, The entire time I first played Seven, I was expecting Squall to show up. Of course, never happens. Of course. But uh, I was getting into gaming. I played through most of Kingdom Hearts. I happened to be, I was looking to grow my PlayStation library. And I knew the PlayStation who could play PlayStation 1 games. And... You were, you could find these things for like ten bucks mm-hmm. everywhere, and I happened to find a copy of. I knew I wanted to play a Final Fantasy game because, oh, this is good. I love these characters. I want to play more things with these characters. And it just so happens, and I didn't know one game from another. So, oh, Final Fantasy. First one I happened to get happened to be Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, okay. And I'm going to fully admit here as a detriment to my gaming. Uh, points gamer card you can reject my gamer card at this for this I don't care I played through up to a certain point and I couldn't get past it instead of trying to get past it I threw in a game shark and finished the game on a game shark oh because <laughs> it's just like I got it got to a point where it's like I love this game I'm more concerned with what's going on in the story than I am what how well I do through a fight and it was getting to a point in this fight because I had tried I'd been fighting this black dragon at the bottom of uh, the Nibelheim, on the way to the react to the Nibelheim reactor, make yeah. a re- macro reactor. Yeah, I had fought, and it's just a mid level. It's it's a it's a boss, but it's it's just a generic dragon that happens to be here. Right, and I couldn't beat it. No matter what, I don't know what I was doing wrong. Maybe I wasn't leveled enough. I don't know, but I couldn't beat it. So I threw in a game shark. The game shark would shame, not shame, shame, shame. The game shark. For whatever reason, the game would not let me go into my save file with the code on. So I literally started the game over. Ow. But I played through it very quickly. I played through it very quickly. And I eventually beat the game with the Game Shark. Hmm. But I had fall about I had fallen in love so much with this story by this point, mm-hmm. I didn't care. I just wanted to see the end. That's how strong this game is yeah especially and you go back and look at screenshots and you realize you can count the polygons that each character <laughs> is made up of. very true because like, the, the the art style for this game is very much of an it's very much the same style of art that the sprites were made up mm-hmm. based off of between final fantasy one and six even though uh this was tetsuya namura's first uh game in the final fantasy series where yeah. he designed the characters the general proportions for all the characters were still the same as uh, Amano's was during one through six. Yeah. And so on PlayStation one, the first game square made for the PlayStation one, mm-hmm. the graphics kind of look wonky a little bit, mm. <laughs> but the storytelling is such that you get to the heiress's death scene, mm-hmm. even though you're moving back and forth between these really high quality full motion videos. And then on the overworld, you got a, a a character model with seven polygons that kind of looks like cloud. Yeah. A little bit. And then little you have the battle things where it's the, ba- the, the battle models where they look closer to the actual uh, character 
concept art because mm-hmm. <laughs> they spent more money on those models. But they're still very blocky. And yet with all that weirdness, Eris's death scene still made me cry. Yeah. And that still hold that still is the first game that ever elicited an emotional response out of me other than, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I that's thing, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I had known since the first time I put the disc in and saw, oh, Eris is in this game. Because I had been spoiled on this, uh, you know, three or four years prior to this when I first got that magazine. And yet the way they did it, because I didn't know when it was going to happen. Yeah. I just thought, oh, this will happen like halfway through the game, two thirds of the way through the game. Near enough to the end where it's not going to affect my playthrough. No. <laughs> it's the end of the first end disc. End of disc one. It's like, ah! <laughs> Tear no! my, tear I'm my going heart to up. kill you a Sephiroth. <laughs> if I didn't you already one want to much. kill you anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much my first time playing the game. Uh, things I like about the game, I, you lead up, I don't remember how, I don't know how much of the game you played or you, you watched. Uh, but one of the best moments, okay, so there's this character in the game called Kate Sith. Mm-hmm. Kate Sith is the Jar Jar Binks of the Final Fantasy universe. I didn't know that. <laughs> when you get right down to it, he's an interesting character, but he's annoying. Yeah. In context, it makes perfect sense, but the character himself is annoying to the point where I never used him. Oh, okay. But there's a point in the game in which the character sacrifices himself mm-hmm. to get this thing out of there because whoever picks up the black materia that will summon meteor, uh, they can't leave this pyramid that it's stored in because it will, the pyramid will crash and you have to hold it up in the same spot for a certain amount of time, you know, game mechanics. Yeah. But all this is done in cutscene, and the character technically dies before long before, before it's before Eris's death. Yeah. But the character technically dies. And immediately, as soon as the scene's over, they do their whole, oh, I can't believe he sacrificed himself. He pops back up and says, oh, by the way, I'm still alive. You can just call me Kate Sith, too. And the game continues. Because it's putting you, it's getting you out of the train of thought. It's like, oh, people can come back. Yeah. It's a game. That makes sense. This is Phoenix Down. Yeah. Phoenix Downs don't work in actual cutscenes. Yeah. Which, and literally, it's this thing after this where it's like the next section of the game. Is where and she that she dies at the end. It's like, ah, kill you, Kate Sith, because I hate you anyway. You're the one who got who uh, betrayed us in the first place. You, you stupid and yet plush we cat. Still let you hang out because you were you you were forced to do it. I don't care. I hate you, you stupid cat mog. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is coming from the cat lover. Yes, I just hated this character. <laughs> Understood, but I still am happy to see him in. When he should come up, because I like it for the same reason that while I hate Star Trek V, I'm happy to see, I love seeing references to it. Because it's taking the unfortunate thing that's a part of your franchise yeah. and not ignoring it. Right. Actually letting it still do its thing. And so many people try say, oh no, you need to get rid of it, you need to sponge that from existence. No, no, no. Keep the bad. The bad needs to be there so that you don't make that mistake again. And just reference it when you have to. Anyway, that's just a weird thing there. Um, anything else about the game before we get into our spoiler-free section? Uh, well, 
The the only thing really because it's going to be really awkward since we've spoiled a game. But yeah, anyway. literally <laughs> just spoiled a game. Well, the fact that we like I never played the game and I never watched the entire thing. I remember watching obviously Eris's death. I remember watching uh, like the first scene in the the game, which is, was really cool. Yeah. And then watching like the final bout, the final bout was Sethiroth or the 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 multi versions of Sethiroth. But I didn't have a full understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. So going into our movie that we're reviewing, be like I watched it and I was like, okay, this is really weird. It's a really really cool because I understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when you let me borrow uh, the complete version of the film, which is a much better version. And this was the first time I had seen the complete. I was expecting when we decided to do this that we were both going to watch the original. Yeah. What I didn't realize is when I had, I, I don't know what happened to my original DVD copy. Yeah. But I went and bought the Blu-ray because I wanted a Blu-ray copy of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I, that the com- I bought the complete edition because it was right there. I didn't realize it was... They added this much. Yeah, there's like 30, no, 25 minutes. Five minutes of new footage, mm-hmm. plus nearly every scene is touched up in some way. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot more gory and graphic. Well, it's still rated. It would still be rated T for teen, I think. But right, it still is like, I think it was like some of the designers would be like, yeah, put it, make it. They just wanted to put make it, it grimier and darker, and it yeah. actually works for what they're doing. It does. And heck, I actually know where crap is. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the first time I watched the movie. Yeah. So to better understand this movie after watching the complete version of it, I literally had to go to YouTube, find a video on the timeline or the storyline uh, of this ha- movie. You do know you didn't have to go to YouTube? Yeah. Because on both the original disc and this one, there is a thing called uh, Reminiscence yes. Final Fantasy VII, I, I, which I, actually goes through the entire story. Yes. Well, I tried to watch that in my little ADD brain. I was... Uh, I was it is hard to keep yeah, up with it. It jumps. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. So instead of doing that, I went to YouTube and found a video that was like 45 minutes long and explained the entire story. And so, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. Mm -hmm. And I understand a whole lot more than, because in the, you know, not going into spoilers, obviously, the the original version gave you no context of what was going on, who these characters were. It It, assumed you had played the game. Yeah. It's it's a movie based really for fans. Right, and even then, it doesn't do a good job of, giving you context for what's been going on in the last two years. Oh, yeah. Even this version doesn't really give you a good context, mm-hmm. but there's enough flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I, no, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. So, my first introduction to Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there again, be like brothers and cousin, be like, love this. And my cousin said, be like, oh, Advent Children is coming out. And it's like, what's Advent Children? And it's like, oh, it's the movie to to uh, Final Fantasy VII. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll watch that. So find out when it's coming out on in the U.S. dub release. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know what a dub was. You uh, just know you wanted to watch it in English. Yeah, exactly. So, and they use the cast from Kingdom Hearts too as their. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. I, I would say they that they only yes. had to hire a couple extra people. Yes, 
But I'd be like, I, I, I go to Walmart, waiting around, asking some like, like a stalker or someone who works in electronics. Be like, hey, do you know when uh, Advent Children's gonna be out? And he's like, oh, it's that 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 weird sci-fi movie, right? It's like, I think so. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll bring it out. And so he rolls it out. And it's got the 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 DVDs on it. Mm-hmm. And this this is like midnight. Yeah. And so I get it, go home. I call my call my cousin Brian. It's like, dude, I got it. And it's like, yeah, I got it too. And so I watch it's it. Like, it's like, surprisingly easy to get a hold of, despite the fact how excited we were. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I honestly don't remember if there was ever a uh, like a U.S. theater release. I don't think there was. Okay, that makes sense. There might have been, for Advent Children Complete, I somewhat remember an advertisement for like a Fathom event yeah. of that release, but I didn't know enough to just go, oh yeah, I want to go do that. Or I might yeah. have been busy when it came out. I don't right. know. Because this is like, came out like four or five years after the yeah. original seven. Yeah. Original two, children. Yeah. 2009 yeah. when this came out. Yeah. 2009. So it's like, yeah, that's, you know, kind of building up to, because I had no idea what Advent Children was. All I knew was that it was a Final Fantasy seven movie. Mm-hmm. It had cloud. It had all the characters yeah. in it. And let's say the original version is interesting. Let's say that. <laughs> it's short. Yeah, it's very short. It's about... it's the, the original Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is about 30 minutes of setup mm-hmm. for an hour's long worth of nonstop fights. fights. True. And don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that when it came out. Yes. I did not expect yesterday. Mm-hmm. When I plugged that Blu-ray in, what I was going to get, mm. I plugged it in and thought, okay, let's start having children. I've got, you know, my pizza, mm-hmm. a frozen pizza that mm-hmm. I'm eating. And it starts off like, wait a minute, this isn't the next scene. This isn't the scene that plays with after Red 13, uh, Red 13 and his two kids 500 years after the end of Final Fantasy VII. This isn't the scene that immediately follows that. It's supposed to go straight to the Northern Crater. Uh-huh. Why is Kadaj talking to Rufus now? Oh. Yeah, that was... I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, that was... I'd be like, yeah, it's the... It's a film that... Be like, I liked, but I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And when you said, be like, oh, I've got the complete version. I'm going to be like, and I asked, be like, you're going to borrow it. It's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a better film. Yes. And it's so, be like, you understand things better, even from a, mm-hmm. a non gamer perspective. It's a better told story. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my word. It's like, and I'm, as someone who played the game enough that I remember, I, I can remember, it's been a while since I played the original game. Right. Admittedly. And I only remember stuff like when I see a reference to it, I go, oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, there's not even that many callbacks because it does pretty much tell you everything yeah. that you need to know for this movie. It doesn't tell you everything that happened in the game. You don't get the... the you get the idea that Cloud beat Sephiroth at the yeah. end of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. You don't get to see Cloud beat Sephiroth at the end of Final Fantasy VII. No. You don't get to see his mini meteor attack that destroys the entire solar system before it hits you multiple times. I don't know how he destroyed that many solar systems when I played that original game. I, <laughs> I have no idea. Because that was the thing about that game shark code. Yeah. It did not help me in that fight because all I had was max HP and it only hit at the beginning of the battle. So huh. I was playing defense the entire time because <laughs> it would nearly kill you. Ah, okay. It was a percentage hit, not a HP hit. All right. Ah! <laughs> Fun. All right. Sorry. No. I got off good. track. No. Um, like we always do. Yeah. 
uh, we're about to the end of the spoiler-free section, I think, of this movie, where we yeah. actually are going to have to get into it. Um, this, I like this. I love this movie. Yeah. Definitely I love, love it the, now a lot better than I did originally, because I'll admit the first time I watched, even though I was even less of a reviewer yeah. then than I am now, and I don't really consider myself that much of a reviewer now. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking this is lacking a lot. This is almost, this is very, this is underwhelming. Yeah, agreed. Because you have to understand where we were, where mm-hmm. I was yeah. and I, when Avid Children came out. I had loved Final Fantasy VII. They had just announced, they, th- this was the first part of what they were calling compilation of Final Fantasy VII, where they made they had this movie, mm-hmm. they had the PS2 shooter game Dirge of Cerberus that followed Vincent about a year mm-hmm. after uh, the game, but a year before this movie. Yeah. You had, I think that's correct. Uh, you had Crisis Core that came out was coming out on Final Fantasy Seven on 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 PlayStation Portable, which I never played, and mm-hmm. I kind of wish I did. And it's now too late for me to go back because I don't want to go through all that mess. Um, you had all this other stuff. We didn't even get a lot of stuff that came out. Yeah, over here, which is disappointing because I mean they had a you know that phone that Clouds got through the throughout the movie. Right. That is based on an actual phone that they released a game on that we never got over here because it's pre smartphone. It was a, it was smartphone before smartphones came out oh okay and we never got this phone <laughs> so we never got the so game we never got the game okay so there's a lot of those that we missed out on yeah that i was super excited for and this movie came out slight disappointment dirge of servers comes out more than a slight disappointment to the point where i didn't b- bother buying into any of the rest of the compilation as a final fantasy 7 fan that's a little disappointing that it got that bad that quick because it just didn't apparently from what i've learned I should have waited and played Crisis Core because hmm. it's apparently an excellent game and it completes the story. Uh, at least gives you the end because it takes place before the game, before original seven and gives yeah. you pretty much tells you how you get to that scene in the truck. Okay. Um, it goes anyway. It's, I was disappointed when this movie, when I first saw this movie, because it just didn't hit everything. Right. I, I wanted it to hit. Admittedly, the the whole last hour, which is two thirds of the movie, yeah, uh, I love because it's like this is amazing choreography and fight scenes. And uh-huh. look, you can see every single limit break Cloud didn't had in the game mm-hmm. he uses in this fight, which doesn't work in the game, but I don't care. It's still <laughs> cool to see. It's a great sword fight in the original, and of course you've got the amazing rock and roll version yeah. of One Winged Angel. Angel for this yes. version called Advent One Winged Angel. Yes, and it's like. Ah, this is so awesome. I can't show this to anybody because nobody will get why I think it's cool. Yeah. But oddly, this version, I think I can actually show people. The complete yes. edition. Okay. Oddly enough, when this when this movie came out, they like I had downloaded the uh, the Advent One Wing Angel theme. Yes, because it's an awesome song. It's an awesome song. So I remember, because I've got video of it. I might have to show it to somebody. Because uh, I, I handed my video camera, which I had bought, and I handed it to Jim because I'm driving down the road and I've got this thing cranked. I'm just being a goofball with it. Yes. Be like, I enjoy the snot out of this this masterpiece of a you know music. Mm-hmm. And I, I just when you said that, it just recalled me. Like remember watching that? Be like watching that that scene that was recorded. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be like the the soundtrack in this movie is fantastic. So. Um a couple years ago, actually two or three years ago, I got a chance to go to Video Games Live. 
Okay. Actually, I've been to a couple video games live, and they've played this every single one I've been to. Of course. But uh, they do a version of the original One-Winged Angel from the game. Yeah. But they include all the rock guitar stuff. Oh, okay. And add a few others, because it's actually got to fit the original music, because there are differences between the two. But here's the thing. We're in a theater with about, I don't know, over a thousand geeks (laughs) singing One-Winged Angel. (laughs) <laughs> with the symphony orchestra. That is the weirdest experience I have ever had. So wait, there's like, da, 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 da. I don't know the whole thing. Cause obviously I don't speak Latin. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like, okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Like everyone is kind of sort of singing the lyrics. Yeah. So probably summoning de- summoning demons for all we know. <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? It's, it's, that's just that weird thing. And all right. All right. Good deal. So uh, we'll meet you on the other side. Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete was directed by Tetsuya Nomura and Takeshi Nozue. Tetsuya Nomura is, of course, the director of uh, a couple of Final Fantasies VIII and X. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, eight and ten, and is the character also the character designer for pretty much every Final Fantasy after seven. But he is this week's super ultra mega King Kingdom Hearts uh, connection because he is the director of the entire franchise of Kingdom oh, Hearts. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, Takeshi Nozui uh, is the uh, works worked for Visual Works, mm-hmm. and he direct he, along with this one he directed uh, Kingsglaive Final Fantasy fifteen, mm-hmm. and pretty much he was involved with the pretty much every cutscene. <laughs> that was released between Advent Children and that. Because oh, okay. that was all done by Visual Works while he was working there. And he was pretty much listed in the animation department for every single one of those games. Okay. Plus some other games that were Square Enix related. Hmm. But uh, it was written by Kazahige Nojima, who was also the scenario writers for scenario writer for Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 10. The English screenplay was written by Brian Gray. He was, uh, he's also a Kingdom Hearts connection as he was the translator for most of those games. Oh, okay. Uh, or at least uh, most of those games up until he left Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has since gone on to work with Monolith Soft to, make, uh, to be the translator for Xenoblade Chronicles X. And he also worked with Platinum to do the translation for The Wonderful 101. Okay. The composer for the music to this movie was, of course... Nobuo Uematsu, who, along with composing the music for the original game, composed almost all the music for Final Fantasies 1 through 11. Yeah. Uh, he did have help in 10 and 11. 12 had an entirely different composer. 13 had an entirely different composer. All of one version 1.0 of Final Fantasy 14 was composed by him. Really? Uh, and 15 had somebody else. And, of course, most of the continuing themes were originally composed by him for those other games. Hmm. But so, went from synthesizers to full orchestra. Pretty much. Went from wow. hand programming uh, chips yeah. in, an, in a Nintendo Entertainment System to full-on orchestra. Uh, the la- One of the other things he did that was not Final Fantasy related... He composed the main theme to the video game Super Smash Brothers Brawl oh, on really? the Wii. Really? Which 
you can tell. It's yeah. very much one of his things. It's even sung in Latin. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the cast. Of course, uh, we watched the English version, so we've got yes. the English cast yes. here. Uh, Cloud Strife was played by Steve Burton. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing he is he has is in 2,034 episodes of the television show General Hospital. Yes. He is Jason Morgan. Yes, or Jason Quartermain. Oh, whatever his name is. I saw well, Jason Morgan. Okay, so... Uh, like, I, 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 admittedly, I saw that it, hey, he had multiple things on there, but it yeah. went off the IMDb list. Yeah. And because it's 2,034 episodes, I was actually scared to click to see who else he played. <laughs> okay. So I picked the first name on the list. Okay. Fun, you know, funny connection with that. Okay, so when my mom, my parents pulled us out of uh, school mm-hmm. for reasons I think we've talked about... Um, we did homeschool for two years. And so the only thing on during the middle of the week is mom had to watch her soaps, which was on NBC, I believe. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. And so General Hospital was one of the shows. And so we had to watch all, like, for two years, had to watch General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. the Well, when you're forced to watch something, yeah, after a while, you kind of... Go, wait a minute, that's not what was going on. Yeah. So like when I when Why I, is he doing that? He, suddenly the plot twist designed to get a fifty year old woman to uh go crazy. <laughs> you're suddenly like, wait a minute, he can't do that. Yeah, exactly. He killed her? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, she's is. back? What? Why yeah. does he look different now? Oh, different actor. Oh. But yeah, so when I when I watched this film, when I first heard Cloud, it's like, wait, that sounds like Jason. It's Jason. It's Jason. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, big connection. And oddly, yeah. en- oddly enough, now be like if I was to go and watch General Hospital, which is still on, I probably could watch it for like fifteen minutes. It's like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I watched this like twenty five years ago, right? And it, I, I could probably still pick up with the plot now. It's like wrestling. It'd yeah. be like the plot just kind of happens, happens, and you just right. pick up where it was like twenty years ago. Uh, he also, of course, played Cloud in Kingdom Hearts 1, which is mm-hmm. where he first got the role, and they just kept him. Yeah. For pretty much up until the upcoming Final Fantasy VII remake, it's the first time he's been recast. Really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of sad. I don't know why they re- decided to recast the characters other than I think they needed a younger voice for the character. Yeah. Strangely enough. But are they, it, it had a different director, and they recast everybody. Yeah. Because so, it's literally a reimagining of the game in many ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, talk about that later. Uh, Tifa Lockhart Mm -hmm. was played by Rachel Lee Cook. Mm -hmm. In the television show Psych, she was played by Abigail Leiter. Okay. She she played Abigail Leiter. Which was uh, Sean Spencer's girlfriend for a short time. One season. But also in Batman Beyond, both the television show and the movie Return of the Joker, she played Chelsea Cunningham. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Vincent Valentine was mm-hmm. played by Steve Blum. Yes! <laughs> who is most famous for playing Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. He was also Starscream in Transformers Prime. Yes! <laughs> Zeb Aurelius in Star Wars Rebels. Yes. And in Wolverine and the X-Men, he played hey, Wolverine. Hey, bub. I, just, just to say, I'm, I'm so happy we finally get a movie with Steve Bloom in it. Yes, it I love, I, I, I love Steve Bloom's voice. He's a great act. He's voice mm-hmm. actor, and uh, he is funny as can be. 
Fun. Not that you get to see that here. No, 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 no. He's no. playing like real serious tone. He's playing character. a super serious vampire, technically. That's yeah. kind of, sort of Sephiroth's dad, but not really. <laughs> Weird. He was. A, he. That's the thing is his character in the original game was an optional character. You didn't have to unlock him. Really? Yeah. Huh. He. You actually had to go out of your way to go unlock him, and there was nothing to point you that direction. Hmm. Okay. I of course unlocked him because I was following a guide at this point. <laughs> but right. Yeah, but he is actually uh, just so you know that character is so Sephiroth's actual mother, not Genova, but yeah. his her birth bi- mother, his biological mother, biological yes. mother, uh, was in love with. Well, had a tryst between Vincent and the super evil scientist in the game that causes Ooh. all this crap to happen. Hojo, Ooh, scandalous. Oh, yes. And technically, Hojo and her are the one that had the kid that became Sephiroth. Really? And Hojo is the one that injected the ma- the most amount of Genova cells into Sephiroth. That's that right, caused yeah. him to go crazy, eventually. But um, Vincent always felt like it was his fault that, that any of that happened. So mm-hmm. Vincent's the one who is going through the deep dark. It's like, none of this would happen if I had just taken care of my dang job and gotten up the courage to ask to, to ask her to marry him. True. Literally, that's what happened. Wow. So, and somehow, because of the weird experiments uh, Hojo would end up doing on Vincent, he became an undead vampire. Interesting. Okay. Not cool. really a vampire, but... Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. That's why he just... It, when he first shows up, all you see is a cape <laughs> somehow okay. flying around yeah. in this movie. Uh Kadaj, our main villain, mm-hmm. was played by Steve Staley in the television show DC Super Friends, one of the newer one, the newest one. Right. He is the Riddler. Oh, okay. He also played the character of Rubius in Sailor Moon Crystal. Hmm. President Rufus Shinra was played by Wally Wingert. He also played Riddler, but in the Batman Arkham trilogy of video games. Oh, okay. Interesting. Reno was played by Quentin Flynn, and he is another Kingdom Hearts reference as he plays essentially the same character, but not actually the same character, Axel. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. He is also, That's why he sounds familiar. Right. He also played Silver the Hedgehog in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Oh, okay. There's way too many hedgehogs in that game. <laughs> yes. Rude was played by Crispin Freeman. In the video game Overwatch, he plays Winston, the ape. Oh, okay. And uh, he is Roy Harper in Young Justice. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yazoo, which is a horrible name, but one of our villains, was played by... uh, Are we sure he's not a bird? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, He's played by Dave Wittenberg. In Gravity Falls, he plays both Time Baby and Lolf. Okay. You know, the tra- t- both the time traveling characters. Oh yeah. You remember the time the two yes. main time travelers were Lolf and Dungren? Lolf Gungren. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Yes. Um he's also play he also plays uh Emperor Greymon in Digimon. Oh one of the old Digimons. I don't know if he's still playing him. Oh, okay. When Emperor. that Digimon shows up. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the forms of Greymon. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many forms was of Graham on. <laughs> uh, Laws was played by Fred Tataschiori. Honestly, it was not the Western names I thought I was going to have a hard time with <laughs> in this. But uh, 
awesome. Uh, he played uh, in Kung Fu Panda 2, which we've not gotten to yet. Yeah, we'll get he there. He plays Panda Dad, and that's all I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, Barrett Wallace was played by Bo Billingsley, and in Cowboy Bebop, he played Jet Black. I don't remember who the character is, but he also shows up in the Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. I've just never finished Cowboy Bebop. That's why I don't remember who it Oh, is. okay. Because I, I watched it when it was out, came out. Yeah. But I was in high school at the time, and it came out on Friday nights, and I would sometimes get home from band at the football game <laughs> in time to watch it, and sometimes right. I didn't. So right. you know how that goes. It was hit and miss. Right. Sid Highwind was played by Chris Edgerly, and in the movie Passengers, he plays the info mat. Okay. I'm guessing you've not seen the movie. No, I have not. Hmm. The other uh, optional character from Final Fantasy VII, Yuffie Kisaragi, mm-hmm. was played by Christy Carlson Romano, yep. better known as Kim Possible and Kim Possible. Also Ren Stevens and Even Stevens. Yes. Kate Sith was played by Greg Ellis. And in the 2009 Star Trek reboot, mm-hmm. he played Chief Engineer Olsen. Who Scotty would have to replace. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Red 13, a.k.a. Nanaki. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use both of his names. Okay, Nanaki. Yeah, he was played by Liam O'Brien. In Carmen Sandiego, the new one, he played uh, Professor Maelstrom. And in Wolverine and the X-Men, he played Nightcrawler. Ah, okay. He played a cool AKA character. A.k.a. Kurt Wagner. Marlene Wallace was played by Grace Rolek. Uh, she played uh, Lucy in Happiness is a Warm Bl- Blanket, Charlie Brown. One of the, the new, one of the newer Charlie Brown specials. Oh. Or Peanuts specials, I should say. And uh, in the television show Steven Universe, she played Connie Mahaswaran. And I'm going to apologize to the Steven Universe fans for a screwing name up. Okay. <laughs> It's like, you said it wrong! I never watched the show. I don't know who she is. I think she's Steven's girlfriend, but do not quote me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Denzel was played by Benjamin Bryan. Uh-huh. And in Wolverine and the X-Men, he played young Scott. Oh, okay. Cool. Literally the only thing I could find for the guy that I thought anyone would recognize. Hmm. Sing, the, one of the uh, missing two uh Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That are... That, well, they lost him at the Northern Crater. Mm-hmm. I was played by Ryun Yu. And in the video game Doom 3, he played Dr. Jonathan Ishii. Okay. Cool. Elena, the other missing Turk for most yeah. of the movie, uh, was played by Bettina Bush. And in an old Rainbow Bright special called oh Rainbow gosh. Bright and the Star Stealer. Wow. This is the thing she's most known for. She played Rainbow Bright. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was the f- most fun one I found, I'm going to admit. Okay, that'll be a very interesting booth to walk up at a Comic-Con. Yes. Like, who? Eris Gainsborough was played by Mina Suvari. And also in Psych, she played the villainous Allison Cowley. Okay. You've never watched Psych. I've watched very little of it. This was a character that continued to show up. It showed up twice near the end. Oh, Okay. But I thought it was funny that both Tiffa and Eris were in Psych at one oh, okay. point. Um, Falling around a fake psychic. Yes. Reeve Twesty, the actual person behind uh, Kate Sith, 
was played by Jameson Price for probably his one line, huh. <laughs> like in this movie. And uh, in One Punch Man, he played Metal Knight. Okay. Uh, Zach Fair was played by Rick Gomez. And uh, in Band of Brothers, he played George Luz. And he played Mike Hellstrom in The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Okay. Don't know what that is. It was a show on Nickelodeon when we were kids. Okay. That I actually watched. Okay. <laughs> this is why I thought, oh, he was in Pete and Pete. I've got to put this on there because I bet nobody but me knows what this is. <laughs> well, for a person who didn't have, you know, cable or anything until probably, you know, my teen years. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd be like, Nickelodeon, what was that? <laughs> and last, but most certainly not least. Yeah. Sephiroth dun, was played dun, by dun, George Newbern. <laughs> he played Brian McKenzie in the movie Father of the Bride, which is literally the groom. Oh! So he's, in essence, the villain in that movie, too. <laughs> he plays a really good villain. But in the Bruce Tim animated universe for Justice League, and I'm assuming also for Superman, the animated series, he played Superman. Oh, I can hear that now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he played the man Talk is still... a 180 <laughs> degree turn. Exactly. Oh, my word. So, yeah, that's the cast list. So, wow. What have you got for our box office? What little box office well, there let is? Well, let, let me read... It really wasn't a box office for this. No, there, 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 there is a little bit of one, but I kind of stretched it out a little bit. Yeah. Wow, I'm still digesting that Superman and... <laughs> Superman to Sephiroth, you will never sleep. <laughs> no, sleep I won't. <laughs> also, like a baby, just like, good night. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Multifaceted actors, weird. Yes. All right, so in the box office slash a lot of information on this movie. All right, so on IMDb, it is a 6.9 out of 10. Now I'm guessing that's the original cut. That's the original cut, obviously. And so on Rotten Tomatoes, this is it had a 33% Rotten Tomato score, but the od- but the audience score had an 84%. Yeah, because the audience knew what the crap was going on. Yeah, the critics probably did not. It's like, what is this? I don't understand it. The fighting is good. Yeah, but past that, I don't understand this story. I was I was the exact same Most way. Most of but, us didn't understand this story, and we knew who all the characters were. Yeah. All right. So in the original cut, uh huh. So I threw in something you know for audiences where be like, hey, I want to watch this. Be like, where do I find this movie? Okay. So you can find it free on Sony Crackle. Mm-hmm. You can find it for free there. Makes sense. Okay. And most of everywhere else on Amazon Prime, you can buy it for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You can buy it for three ninety nine. And uh, you can buy it, uh, obviously, renting the movie. Renting the movie, obviously. You can you can obviously purchase it on Amazon Prime, which is the version we're watching, mm-hmm. which is Am- Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete. Uh, you can you can obviously buy that on Blu-ray, in which, mm-hmm. um, like, after we're done with this and I get my next paycheck, I'm buying it. <laughs> this, this was such a better version. Heck, I might give my version away. <laughs> Uh, Keep so, an eye out on that. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, okay, so let's get in production. So it was produced by Square Enix Company. And like Drew said before, uh, it was also produced produced by Visual Works and Square USA. Mm-hmm. It was distributed, obviously, by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment 
in the USA. Mm-hmm. It yes, had they pretty much were partially partial owners of uh, Final Fantasy at the time. Mm-hmm. All right, so it had a release date. Now this has a lot of release dates. Yeah, a lot of release dates. Okay, where do you think it first re- premiered? Japan. No. Wrong. Italy. Weird. Yeah. It premiered August 31st, 2005, in the Venice Film Festival. Ah, a film festival. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So it was... The first wide release, though, was Japan. Yes. Its first wide release was September 7th, 2005, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Its country-wide release in Japan was September 14th, 2005. The U.S. release was a almost an entire year later with August 25th, 2006. And boy, do I remember waiting on that to come out. Uh-huh, same here. I had it pre-ordered at GameStop. Really? They didn't know what it was I was talking about when <laughs> I went in there when I first pre-ordered it, which was hilarious. Huh. All right, so the version in which we are reviewing for tonight's review mm-hmm. was released June 2nd, 2009. Okay. All right, so... That and the only thing I could find what it'd be like you can't obviously you cannot find its budget or anything, but overall with DVD, Blu-ray, digital sales, it has grossed worldwide between 2005 and today. Mm-hmm. It has grossed over 4.1 million dollars worldwide. Nice, yeah. Not bad for a video video game video game sequel. Yeah, movie. So yeah, that that is all I could find on Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children Complete. Alrighty, going into the summary. Fair warning: I'm also going to spoil most of Final Fantasy VII because I kind of have to. Right. So, according to legend, there was once a people called the Cetra that lived in harmony with the planet. But everything changed when a meteor fell to Earth containing Genova and killed most of the Cetra. After a long period of time, the planet fell under the control of the Shinra Electric and Power Company. Scientists working for the company found the remains of Genova and began experiments which, along with creating all the monsters in the game, resulted in the creation of Soldier, an elite fighting force. The best and most famous member of Soldier was Sephiroth. But upon discovering his origins, Sephiroth went mad, destroying the city of Nibelheim. Living in Nibelheim at the time was Cloud Strife and Tifa Lockhart. Many years later, Cloud, an ex-member of Soldier, joined the terrorist group Avalanche at the request of his childhood friend Tifa. While there, he would run into a half-Cetra girl named Aerith, who would become the center of conflict between both Avalanche and Shinra as both groups attempt to bring a stop to Sephiroth from destroying the planet. Aerith would end up sacrificing herself to summon Holy to stop a new meteor from destroying the planet. Two years later, Cloud is contacted through Tifa and summoned to a meeting with the Shinra company's former president, Rufus Shinra, who was presumed dead. Rufus asks for Cloud's help to stop Kadaj, Laws, and Yazoo. The trio are physical manifestations of Sephiroth's surviving spirit and are seeking to resurrect him using the remains of the extraterrestrial villain, Genova. Cloud refuses to help and leaves. Meanwhile, Kadaj and his colleagues are recruiting children infected with geostigma, a disease uh, uh, left upon humanity by 
the, by the life stream. Denzel falls in with the group, attracted by their promise of a cure for the disease. Laws follows Tifa and Marlene to Aerith's church, where they had gone looking for Cloud, and, atta- and attacks them. Tifa is knocked unconscious in the fight, and Laws kidnaps Marlene. All the abducted children are taken to the ruins of the mystical Forgotten City, where Kadaj embraces them as brethren and announces his intention for them to all be united with Genova. When Cloud arrives to rescue them, he is overpowered by Kadaj's gang, but is saved by his old comrade, Vincent Valentine. Demoralized by his failure, Cloud asks if sin can ever be truly forgiven, to which Vincent calmly replies that he has never uh, looked for forgiveness. Cloud decides to keep fighting and returns to the city. When Kadaj has summoned Bahamut Sin and other monsters to terrorize the population, with the help of his companions, uh, Cloud engages and defeats the monsters. Kadaj confronts Rufus Shinra, who reveals he possesses the box containing Genova's remains. He attempts to destroy it, but Kadaj manages to save it and flees the city with his companions. Yazoo and Laz are apparently killed along with the rest by an explosive by an explosive planted by Shinra's agents. Cloud chases Kadaj down and engages him in battle, ultimately subduing him. Outmatched, Kadaj opens Genova's box and fuses with its contents, transforming into Sephiroth. He then tells Cloud he will be able to use the life essences of Geostigma sufferers to achieve complete domination over the planet. He and Cloud then fight, uh, and throughout the whole encounter, Sephiroth appears to have the upper hand, flinging Cloud repeatedly into walls and finally impaling him through the shoulder. He asks Cloud to tell him what he cherishes so that he can have the pleasure of taking it away. To this, Cloud replies that he cherishes, ev- cherishes everything and uses his limit break, Omni Slash, to defeat Sephiroth. Sephiroth's spirit departs, leaving behind the mortally wounded Kadaj. As he lies dying in Cloud's arms, a healing rain starts falling across the land, curing the people of their geostigma. Yazoo and Laws appear and confront Cloud. He charges at them, and they set off a massive explosion, engulfing the three. Cloud has a vision of his deceased friends, Eris and Zack, who say that his time to join them has not yet come. He then awakens in the church, healed of his injuries, and surrounded by his friends. Behind them, he sees Aerith and Zack leaving the church and hears Aerith's voices say, You see, everything's all right. He agrees. I know. I'm not alone. Not anymore. Very good, my friend. So, Very good. As I'm going to allow you to go first because uh, I think I'm going to geek out a little bit when I okay. get to my likes. So I got you. You go ahead. Okay. So like we did last our... So as become tradition now, let's go to the whiteboard. All right, so this be, is only the second time we've gone to the whiteboard. Yes, and which I kind of delete every mention of the light whiteboard in the last episode. You had to say that. <laughs> All right, so my first like would be a very fulfilling story, mm-hmm. very fulfilling story, unlike the original. <laughs> okay, so obviously we all got to see the the original. And there again, I had to go and watch a storyline video to understand everything because I didn't play the game, like I said before. Mm-hmm. And this, the complete version, or the director's cut, as some would call it, fills out so much of what. Because in the original, we had we I had no understanding who Diz, Diz, Dizzle 
Denzel. Denzel. Thank you. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Denzel. Be like, no like, idea who this like kid. Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel. Yeah, Denzel. Denzel, 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 whatever. <laughs> so. Denny. Denny. Whatever. <laughs> In the original movie, all we know of Denzel, 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 whatever. He. Be like, all we know, he's his orphan kid. That somehow he knows Cloud. Mm-hmm. And he gets sucked into Kadaj's game and becomes one of his puppets. That's all we know. And so in the complete version, we get a full fleshed out character arc of who he is, why he knows Cloud. And it's all incredibly powerfully, emotionally charged writing masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then you get where... In the original version, be like you barely see any blood or any like dirt or grime. Or I anything. think in the original, the only time you see blood is when uh, Kadaj throws uh, El- Elena and sings uh, employee IDs down, and they're covered with blood. I think that's the only time you saw that in the original. Well, also the uh, time where, uh, like, the first time we see uh, Cloud when he's riding the. Oh, yeah. Riding on his very awesome bike. Yes. And uh, the Gadaj game surrounds him. He gets shot in the forehead and his his glasses his uh, glasses break. Mm-hmm. And so he get that little speckle of blood. And this be like, in the final fight with Sethroth. Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> like, it's like that this. Cr- that cranked up to a lot. Be like, he gets stabbed. He, he stabs so hard, the music stops. stops. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> be like this should be a good reminder for you it stabs him right exactly where he killed Eris. Yeah. i was like oh my gosh and then he goes and to lifts him, him off the ground <laughs> oh my word it, it's like because you know in watching the uh the storyline be like he does the exact same thing early on mm-hmm. and so he does it again it's like okay i'm at ptsd forever man come on uh uh, so the story is so well crafted and yeah, there's little story beats here and there that are a little bit off a little bit, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that be like the, the story is very well done. The story is very well done. Um, it's flushed out. Like I said, it's complete. It is a story that you enjoy visually. It's beautiful to watch. And I find myself just, in awestruck of how beautiful the story is and how mm-hmm. the animation in this movie is. Now you do still have a little bit of the the awkward line writing. Line writing. <laughs> more but on that. More on that. We get to dislike. Yes. All right. So that is my number one. What is your number one, Drew? As a the, fan of the game, let the seen, geek out begin. <laughs> who has seen every cutscene a hundred times? Because I, my short time in video editing, I had somehow gotten a hold of every single one of these cutscenes, mm-hmm. and actually made a music video based on it. But the recreation, frame per frame, of these PlayStation One cutscenes mm-hmm. in glorious high definition. Uh huh. Holy crap! <laughs> it it's one of those things where. I'm trying to explain it. I got goosebumps. I still get goosebumps when I watch those scenes, despite the fact there's stuff we've already seen. Yeah. And yeah, it's the first time. 
these this version is the first time we'd seen it in widescreen. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time we'd seen these, and I'm going, oh my word, that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. This the opening cutscene with uh, Red Thirteen mm-hmm. and his kids. It's 500 yeah. years after the game, but yeah. 498 years before after before the movie. Yeah, or after the movie, and uh, opening from Final Fantasy VII is playing still has me in awe. Mm-hmm. It should, because it's a simple scene. In case you're curious, it is, that is actually the final scene of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Af- it was after the credits. Because it, it has, this yeah. is the after credits scene, and they use it for the opening scene here. Yeah, which is awesome. Yes, and it looks gorgeous. The Even the scene where uh, you see a weapon sh- uh, weapons shots as they fire back at Midgar, mm-hmm. taking out... Rufus, while uh-huh. he's still up in the top of uh, the main Shinra building, looks gorgeous. It's oh, an yeah. exact recreation, and yet it's still gorgeous. And it does, and while I know it's an exact recreation because of how many times I saw it, it somehow still feels fresh. Hmm. I don't know how that how to explain that, but while I know it's an exact recreation, it feels somehow fresh. Hmm. And I don't know. Like I said, I can't explain it. Yeah. Every, all of that is why this is my f- number one. And admittedly, I could have gotten that from the original version. Yeah. Because most of those scenes are recreated, but are, are in that most of the scenes are in that version. But it's still beautiful here. So yeah. Awesome. What's your second like? My second like, I think I actually touched. I actually went into it by mistake in my first like. Mm-hmm. Would actually be Denzel's story. Yeah, you'd be like and be like, I really don't. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. Where in the first one, like I said before, be like, we really don't know who this kid is. In this version, like we get a full background. We get the the his parents died and the the beautiful way in which they use the broken. Uh, picture frame mm-hmm. to basically illustrate everything that goes on like why he's this and be like he has a worse geo sigma than even uh cloud has yeah and their relationship and how they how they how they found each other be a denzel be like not stealing cloud's phone but in a way stealing it mm-hmm. but i mean it's a beautiful story and be like his how he, like, and that entire story arc is so incredibly well done, and it's it's fleshed out beautifully. And there again, the story in this movie is absolutely breathtaking. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, and uh, yeah, that's my number two. What's your number two? My number two. Yes. Now, admittedly, Nobuo Uematsu music is some of my favorite video game music period. Yeah. And while in a lot of cases, he's just using the music from the game. Yeah. Just orchestrated. Yeah. He does go the extra mile with having just a piano version of uh, fighting during the Tifa uh, laws fight. Yeah. Uh, Which is, it's kind of odd the first time I heard it. Yeah. But it fits somewhat because it's in a church. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you've got the hard rock version of still more fighting along with, uh, uh, oh shoot. 
I think it goes from fighting into still more fighting. Yeah. With the rock version at the beginning of the fight mm-hmm. there at the monument. And then uh, you get both, uh, in the complete version at least, you get both uh, Genova and a hard rock f- battle mm-hmm. during uh, Cloud's fight with Kadaj. Mm-hmm. And then leading up to that, crazy motorcycle chase as they're driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> as, as he's chasing, it's like, Okay, this is all awesome. I love how they're using this, even though yeah. sometimes it feels like they're using the they they planned this scene just to use the song. Yeah, in some cases makes sense. But how else are you going to get from the edge of Midgar to dead center Midgar in as fast as they need to get there for True. the big fight? Because obviously your big fight that's going to have lots of big destruction is got to be doing the abandoned part of the of the of the, the city. city. And of course, that's also where there's so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, we end with Advent, One-Winged Angel. Oh, my God. Oh, my word. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard this song and I was in love with this song. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I remember thinking, this is the coolest version of this song. I'm sorry. Uh, even though I have heard uh, some... Uh, symphonic versions like in the distant worlds album that is mm-hmm. actually really good yeah and it's been a while since i heard it when i heard that one but uh it's so stinking good in this rock and roll rock version mm-hmm. that it's just awesome the music even the music that's n- even the end credits music yeah it's not the original final fantasy 7 end credits music but yep. it's close enough okay and you even get bits and pieces and certain parts of the actual main theme to final fantasy seven yeah. throughout peppered throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh man, this is so awesome mm-hmm. that I'm actually getting to hear this in a movie environment, man. I wish I was seeing this in a theater, <laughs> but maybe someday, maybe man. someday. I don't know, but it is so the music is so incredible. Yeah. And this is, I would say this movie's uh, composition is some of Nobuo Uematsu's best work. I got you. If we're being honest. Okay. That's just my opinion. I understand. So uh, what's your third like? Oh, man. I was, you know, looking looking at my notes, I, I had a lot of different conflicts when I was writing this. Uh, I'm torn between the beautiful animation of how, like, like the majority of everything, how it's you know being completely re-rendered, and some of it's being completely reanimated for this mm-hmm. this version, and just loving the snot out of it, and just like oh my gosh, the 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 depth of range, depth of field, lighting, shading, yes. color, everything. I just like ah, I love this. It's like animation wise, very beautiful movie for something that came out in like. 2000, 2005, yes. 2005, 2000, you know, 2005 and then re-released in 2009. Yes. Like amazingly beautiful. But at the same time, I'm torn because you have cloud story. Mm-hmm. You have cloud story. And this movie is so incredibly well done story wise where we pick up where cloud was this very conflicted, very just a character who just be like had a lot of emotional problems. Mm-hmm. as a character in the original game and it still continues to hear yeah to where it could be like oh it'd be like i'm i'm, I'm good for nothing i'm good for nothing I, mm-hmm. I couldn't save my friends i couldn't do this i couldn't do that and believe me i completely understand <laughs> completely understanding that that fact because sometimes i feel like that yeah 
And uh, and so when it came to when it came to uh, the the conversation between him and Vincent, be like, have you ever you know tried to ask for forgiveness? And uh, be like that slow that that part of the story where it's it's cloud. Be like, I'm feeling a little lighter, mm-hmm. you know, all that dilly dallying. And uh, that, that was such a, a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, okay, this is a guy who's finally coming to you be like, have to forgive yourself for these things. Be like, even though you have been forgiven, be like, he's, you know, having to forgive yourself. And that's yeah. one of the hardest parts when anything. And uh, be like, there's been parts of my life where I have, uh, I've struggled with like people telling me like, dude, be like, this per- person forgave you. Be like, Jesus Christ forgave you on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then there was part, parts of where in my life where I, I have the hardest time forgiving myself in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people do that, do as well. And so in that, I kind of relate with cloud, cloud. I relate with him in a way. So it's, it's that act of just forgiving yourself of be like, okay, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Be like, just, you know, let it go. You know, let it go. Be like, I know I'm using a, 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 a a frozen yeah, reference. If you, if you start quoting lyrics, I will stop. Anyways, so yeah, just you know, Cloud's basically self redemption, where he learns to forgive himself and learns to be like, hey, be like, I'm not confounded by the past anymore. And he allows uh, those in his life that love him and cherish him to be his strength, be mm-hmm. like at the end of the movie where it's like, where Seth Ross would be like, you know, what, what are your, what are your joys where I take them away? Be like, I'm not going to tell you that because there's, there's be like, I cher- nothing I don't cherish. cherish. And so I, I'd be like from the beginning of the film, be like, this was a man who be like, he hated himself. He hated himself for everything. And then to, at the very end of the movie that it's like, be like I've I've found that piece I found that inner I found the inner strength to move on mm-hmm. and so that that was really touching I really enjoyed it and it really hit me like right there right there in the chest right there in the 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 soft spot of the soul mm-hmm. so yeah that's my number three what's yours so much of the subtle symbolism okay the first bit is admittedly a lot easier to tell in the complete version than the original is where Kadaj and the kids have their little powwow. Yeah. Happens to be the same pool mm-hmm. that Eris' body mm-hmm. is at the bottom of. Yeah. For whatever reason, in the original version, I, I knew it was in the Forgotten City. Yeah. But I did not recognize that this was that pool until this viewing. Yeah. Probably means I'm a bad fan. I don't care. <laughs> I recognize. I may have recognized it back then. I don't remember because it's been a hot minute since yeah. I've seen this. Since I saw this movie before this viewing, but you've got that. You've got obviously the baptism at the end of the movie. Yes, I agree. Get right down to it. Yeah. Uh, and as I, there is some uh, Christian symbolism throughout peppered throughout Final Fantasy yeah. VII, the game itself. So yeah. this is mostly just continuing that. Yeah. Um, baptism, redemption. Yeah, the fact that forgiveness. Uh, Sephiroth's mother's name is Genova, the, which is a portmanteau of 
Jehovah and the Latin prefix Neo. Oh, really? Yeah, because literally she was the new god. Oh, wow. Is where the name came from. Oh, okay. Interesting. How's that for a weird thing? Wow, <laughs> I, I did. I, like you, you dropped some like a ball. Of, I, a mo- did I mention I was a nerd about this game? When yeah, I, I, I kind of noticed during two thousand five. Yeah, when the, in the lead up to this movie. Yeah, um, a knowledge bomb, on man, yeah. awesome. Uh, you've got uh, there's just so much little things throughout peppered throughout this movie mm-hmm. that are so good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the changes they make. Like you said, they fit beautifully. They extend uh, on stuff that needed to be extended right. in the original. Um, they Not all of them are perfect, admittedly, but 90% of it is good. Yeah. I would say they were necessary. It fits the story. Um, I will say the scene that I thought was the most awesome. Yeah. The flashback to the northern crater when they were down in it, mm-hmm. where you see Kadaj, Laws, and Yazoo first form. Oh, yeah. Which was not in the original. No, thought, that was so good when oh, they do that flashback. Word, that yeah. is so cool seeing that and reminded me of Organization 13, which is no surprise to any late Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I have to make the references because he was making this and Kingdom Hearts at the same time, so there are similar concepts in both movies just because of, or both franchises. Like you do. It's just natural. Um, it's just, this is just such a, the complete version is, makes the, makes Advent Children so much better, and Advent Children is such a good epilogue mm-hmm. to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I'm really hoping that when the remake and all the parts that it's going to be in is said and done. They release a playable version of Advent children. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I would love to play through some of that. Cause some of that just looks awesome. And let's face it. That fight is be epic. Yeah. We get Sephiroth at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's uh, my third. Like what is your first dislike? Okay. First is like now, now for a person who didn't play, didn't play the games mm-hmm. and, it's one of these movies that you have to know context. Yes. They give you no context. They so, assume you already know the context. Yeah, they already assume it because you're probably a, a, a Final Fantasy nerd watching this. It, so, this, Well, literally, this movie is made for the fans. The, uh, the text at the beginning says, uh, to those who... Uh, those who loved this world and found fr- uh, friendly companions therein... This reunion is for, for you. you. Yeah, I saw that. That is that tells you everything about wh- mm-hmm. why they made this. Oh movie. yeah, it's 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 a it's an uh, it's a it's a it love letter. For the fan, it's a love letter to the fans. Yeah. So unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> that, that doesn't work for not fans. Nah, because they're gonna be like, I literally had to find a YouTube channel, a YouTube video, and watch that to understand this movie. Be like, finally, until I finally understand most of everything that's going on. And so I think that was one of the detracts from it because it was such a love letter to fans. It didn't give outsiders who weren't like avid fans of the the book book game. It was it was kind of hard to follow. Mm-hmm. And so now that I understand it, be like it's a it's a great movie that I have context to it. Yeah. So my first would be actually having context to it. Mm-hmm. 
the train. I think I've skipped to a different song now. I think I from bombing mission into still more fighting. And it's still coming. Wow. Okay, that was that was too funny and too nerdy. Believe. And the bad part is in the recording, probably. No, probably not. But it it bothers us. Yes. Move my mic before I can breathe. (sighs) I wish this AC wasn't so loud. Uh, We'll be done. We'll be done with this part. This one, and then we'll go and jump into the second one. Yeah. Okay, it's far enough along. Okay. Okay. My first dislike is the dub. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. The English dub, especially in the complete version, is spectacular. Yes. It's very well done for most of it. Yeah. But then you have one or two lines. Yeah. Maybe three or four. Yeah. That are just awkward. Yeah. Such as uh, Dilly Dally Shilly Shally. I actually like that. I had no context of it. Okay, that's cool. I don't know what that it's is. It's weird. It is weird, but it's like I understand. I've heard dilly dally. Yeah. I don't know what a shilly shally is. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just comes out of nowhere. It's like there's got to be a better translation for whatever was said there. Yeah. Than dilly dally shilly shally. That's awkward. And then some of Cloud's deliveries, line deliveries, and. Like mm-hmm. when he, he first comes up on yeah. the monument as yeah. as Bahamut has been summoned. Yeah. They're awkward. They're not bad lines, but yeah. they're delivered a little awkwardly. Yeah. I know to some degree it's because he's having the match mouth movements, which yeah. is always the problem with anime. And yeah. these are more accurate mouth movements to the words that are being said in Japanese yeah. than standard anime is. Agreed. So they're trying to match that, and it works most of the time. And then you get into some other stuff. It's like, uh, look, don't get me wrong. I like Christy Carlson Romano, mm-hmm. but some of her lines as Yuffie do not fit. <laughs> no. Uh, and her voice is a little high, in my opinion, for the role. And then you've got Kate Sith's uh, Scottish brogue, high pitched. <laughs> I think it's Scottish. I could be Irish. I don't know. Uh, and then the one line Red 13 has just comes out and goes, 13? <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think you know, the voice works for the most part, especially because yeah. they were reusing a lot of these voices in other compilation yeah. games where it actually does work pretty well. Yeah. But here, the way it meshes is kind of awkward. Yeah. It's the nicest way I know how to put it. I just wish it was a little more uh, straight up and yeah. Bless, I, 
don't get me wrong. I prefer Mina Savari's version of Eris to Mandy Moore's in the first Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, okay. In some ways, but unfortunately, Mina sounds like she just woke up. Okay. <laughs> in a lot of these shots, it's very, it's a very sleepy line delivery. Okay. In some cases, I got gotcha. you. Which don't get me wrong, in this movie, kind of works. A lot of my dislike of this comes from her lines in Kingdom Hearts 2. I will admit. <laughs> Understood. And, and it kind of mixes together in my brain. It's just some of the way the dub is handles lines. And I'm not sure it's even the dub's fault in some cases. Except for Dilly Dally, Shilly Shally. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just doesn't quite work and that it just that's just one of the things i dislike about it okay what's your second dislike well i'm gonna say you stole my lip flap <laughs> you, you, you stole my line bro I'm sorry. no 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 no. be like it's perfectly fine we have the same you know brain length or yeah. wavelength on that the uh the dub in this be like don't get me wrong like the voice actors are good it's just having mm-hmm. to match with that lip flap like you said yeah. is very and, accurate and admittedly some of these uh, actors are not voice actors. No. So they're not used to even matching regular lip flaps, much yeah. less lip flaps that don't even match the language you're speaking. Right. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, just like you said, be like, it's just, there. there's, um, it's like how some of the lines are read and having to match those very accurate Japanese pronunciations of how they say the word and trying to make that sound more make it sound like it's being spoken in English. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there, there are parts within the complete version of it that they, they change the line read or they, um, oh, uh, I can't remember who the character is. The, the redhead. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, the one <laughs> with the harpoon? Because he's blonde. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, the, oh, come oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. The Turk. Uh, yeah, the Turk. <laughs> Reno. Yeah, Reno. Because I had to stop. As I said, Axel. Different character. <laughs> different character. Really, the same character, character, but a different character. character. All right. So, uh, as for example, as for example, Reno. Because in the original, the original dub, it says be like, well, it's like, well, we really don't know, and it's it's like almost a forced line read because he didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, or uh, not to say he doesn't know how to do it, but it's just, it looks so awkward. Like it was just be like, well, we just don't know. And, like it was all stretched out. And in the complete version, it's a different line and it fits. Yeah. It fits perfectly. And there's, there's other parts well, like it had, you can tell that he knows that Reno and Axel are virtually the same character. Yeah. Because his delivery in the complete version is right on, right on the way he plays Axel. Okay. From this, uh, from a Kingdom Heart. Really, that's the thing. In his line in the original one is feels a lot like Kingdom Hearts Two Axel. Yeah. Which was a bit awkward. Yeah. But his. Uh, Line read from this feels more like 358 over 2, which was a lot better. I can't believe I just said something from 358 days over 2 was a lot better. <laughs> but <laughs> either way, be like, yeah, the 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 script is like the dub in this thing because the original was like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. Mm-hmm. But they they cleaned it up, obviously in the uh, the complete version. But I wish they cleaned it up more. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think they only touched on the scenes that were actually animate. There were actually animation changes. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. Either way. So yeah, like like you said, be like my number two is the uh, the dub. Well, the dub. Jumping and, on that. No, this is not my number two. Uh, there's a line that annoys me at the, near the beginning mm-hmm. uh, when they're in Helan mm-hmm. and clouds pushed. I nearly said Axel again. Pushed Reno <laughs> yeah. out, out back and yeah. shut Click. the door in his face, which is funny. In oh, yeah. Itself. Oh, yeah. And Rude walks in, and somehow Reno, through the door with no window on that entire wall, says, Rude, looking sharp. sharp. I'm going, <laughs> how do you know he just walked in? I, I'm assuming you knew that was the plan, but yeah. why are you now saying this? This is an annoying line for me. It's like, I know you're trying to tell people who people are yeah but Which was helpful you for don't me. even need to know who rude what rude's name is in reality yeah but anyway either sorry way. that's just the thing that's always bugged me i gotcha i gotcha uh my number two dislike my number two is uh the fact that in the complete edition complete version whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. there are jumps sometimes in the animation quality between the original edit yes. and the new version. Yeah. It's not always noticeable. Yeah. But every time I, re- I noticed that, I can tell you the wolf was on screen. That yeah. was obviously there to represent Cloud's lone wolf personality mm-hmm. he has throughout most of this movie. Yeah. And really throughout the game. But, um, and then, because that, that fur animation is not. That good. Yeah, it's not that it, great, and that's where it it it, it always, looks good, but it's not. It looks good for. It doesn't even really look that good for two thousand five. Yeah, but it is the worst animation in the movie. Yeah, the wolf. No offense, to the wolf. The wolf looks fine, but he's just not. It's the limitations of what they could do at the time. Yeah. Um, but there are seems to be like for instance during the motorcycle chase. Mm-hmm. There are some of those scenes where if I had paused it and went scene for scene, I could tell better. Right. But it looked like uh, some uncompleted spots were in there, like the not quite fully textured yet. Oh, okay. Shots kind of looked like they were in there. Part of that is because they're going by so fast, uh, you, you wouldn't even notice it. It's just, it feels, the way the lighting hits in that scene, it, some of it feels like it's not completely finished. Right. Like there's some missing layer mm-hmm. in there somewhere i don't know if that's what's happening it just feels awkward but there are there are scenes that look beautiful even in the original sitting next to scenes it's like uh yeah that could have been done a little better mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that that's just the little thing that irks me it's 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 one of those things that irks me i think now more than it did yeah. then yeah because we, i've seen what we're able to do now right but I know it irked me a little back when I first saw the movie too. And I kind of just let it go because, Oh, it's a semi budget thing. I'll let it go. But seeing what they were able to do with the 2009 redo, I wish they had gone up and touched up some more scenes. Because there's just some of those that look weird on top of that. No, I'm going to save that for number three. Go ahead. What's your, uh, number three dislike? My number three, you kind of, you, glazed over just a little bit the editing the (laughs) editing in this film oh my gosh the the complete version does a much better job there there are still some scenes where it just 
intercuts with different scenes that are going on. And I'm like, what? That makes no transitional scene whatsoever. It's like, click, click, click. It's like, well, what the heck? It would work if the scenes they were intercutting with actually had something to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's nothing like, to do with each other. One of them is like, it's rude and Reno yeah. talking with Cloud in their house. And it's intercutting with the fight scene. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, definitely if you go back to the original, be like that scene. But like, it's so choppy. Yeah. Because it, it's intercutting with like in between like the fight scene, him driving up, but like Cloud going to the mm. the the Forbidden City the or Forgotten City. Forgotten City, thank you. Um uh, and I'm just so baffled by like what the heck is going on here? It's so weird. But I mean, like, yeah, the editing was it was uh, much more fine-tuned mm-hmm. in the complete version. But the first one was like I'm going to get whiplash watching this. <laughs> it's like trying to keep up with everything that's going on. We're going here and here and here. There's no interconnection. It's just be like, oh, why are we back in the city? Why are we back out in the woods again? Like, huh? Why is Cloud sitting on a couch? <laughs> it's worse than that when you consider that the Forgotten City mm-hmm. and everything that's around the Forgotten City is on another continent. Oh, okay. Which the movie doesn't tell you. No. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because I remember how long it took to figure out how to get onto that stupid continent. <laughs> well, it, it, at least in the new one, at least in the uh, complete version, you actually get kind of a setup where, because they get in the truck and the next thing you know, they're at this, uh, right. the Forgotten City, but you actually get a a, uh, a transition where they're in the back of the tr- back of yeah. a truck riding out to it. Riding across the Badlands that surround Midgar. Mm-hmm course they're heading towards something that's going to get them across the was essentially the english channel and there is not a tunnel or anything like that there if i remember correctly it's a weird thing yeah it's 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 a weird it's very weird but you know now knowing that it's an it's a different part of the continent that's kind of weird not a different part of the continent a whole other continent okay a whole other continent either way anyway uh my third dislike is all the hair in this movie Long, beautiful hair. Well, it's not beautiful. That's part <laughs> I know. of the problem. Um, admittedly, they are working off character designs that were designed to work in a very blocky yeah. game. Mm-hmm. They are trying to match, in many ways, the blockiness of the hairstyle in the original game yeah. with individual strands of hair. Mm-hmm. They've done this in a lot of cases. I mean, even... Uh, the, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I've only played the demo of at mm-hmm. this point, uh, is following that, but the hair in that is a lot thinner and animates better. Yeah. Every single hair strand in this thing looks to be about an inch thick. Yeah. <laughs> on everybody. Yes. And they're all following the hairstyle from the game. Right. But it feels like they're all wearing plastic wigs in that shape. Pretty much. That's kind of what it looks like. The hair does not look good at all. Mm-hmm. It kind of sort of flows like it's supposed to, but it, there, it looks like everyone gelled their hair to the nth degree, including the people who have almost no hair, a.k.a. Barrett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It just... I mean, thankfully, it looks good on Red 13. Right. It, whatever they did with Red 13 that's different from, and for that matter, on Kate Sith... 
whatever they did for the on those two characters that's different from every other character, every other human character, humanoid character. Right. I wish they'd have done whatever they did there, but the hair just looks so fake. Right. Uh-huh. And I don't mean that it's fake cuz it's animated. I mean it looks fake for that universe. <laughs> and it's on everybody. Yeah. For whatever reason, it works on Marlene and Denzel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but even they suffer a little bit from it. Theirs, it just looks like it's greased for right. whatever reason. Maybe it's just so hot and they have, they're yeah. able to go take a bath regularly and they don't clean their hair good. I don't know. Maybe it's the Geo Sigma. Who knows? Could be. Who knows? But uh, it's just on Cloud, on Tifa, on Yuffie, on Sid, on Vincent, on Sephiroth on Kadaj on Laz on Yazu on every Bye. single human character or humanoid character, yeah. even on Eris, it looks like they're all wearing plastic hair. <laughs> and I just it, that just annoys me. I know it's probably the best they could do at this time, and they were trying to keep the look from the game and just update it. And I guarantee you, when I saw this movie in 2005, I didn't notice it. No, but you now notice but it. But I notice it now. <laughs> And I, I just wish that they had, I don't know if they could have fixed it in 2009 or if that would have been too expensive, but I yep. wish it was better. Let me get right down to it. Well, so, at yeah. least Rude doesn't have any hair. True. He's the only character without hair. Exactly. So he's the only one who the hair looks right on. <laughs> Either way. Also, yeah. does he need any more uh, earrings in his ears? Nah. <laughs> hey, he's got to have his bling, right? I Apparently. Right there with his glasses. Yeah. He gets broken, and then he literally pulls out another pair in the next Yeah, scene. exactly. It's like, okay, that's kind of awesome, but okay, how do yeah. you keep them protected this long in this fight? Right. Anyway. Hey, he's, I mean, like, he... He is, he's rude. So, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's rude. He's a, he's a, he's a, oh, what's what's the line from uh, ZZ's Hop? Sharp-dressed man? Yeah, he's a very sharp-dressed man. <laughs> Standing right next to... Reno. Reno. Who is sloppy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that anyways. brings us to the end of yes. this very special episode of the Cellcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do need to rate this movie. Mm-hmm. And we are rating specifically the complete version. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are you rating this movie? Oh, I'll give it a nine. Okay. Give it a nine. It's such a beautiful... Uh, basically a retelling of what the original was. And if we were reading this, if the original, it'd be a lot lower, but with how they took just, it's makes it a much more fluid story. The animation's a lot better. There, there are little tweaks here and there, but overall the story, the animation, the, the character designs, it's like, yeah, it's they're 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 a little dated because it's a couple. It was in the early two thousand when it was made, mm-hmm. and you got to give the credit where the credit is due. I just love this version. I will definitely be going out and buying this version of it. I right. love this version of it. So definitely a nine. All right, what do you make it? Giving it a nine point five. Okay, I can't give it a ten. Okay, for no other reason other than dilly dally shelly shally oh come on i'm sorry that is that was an awkward line when i first heard it and it was an awkward line here i'm sorry i love that line you're weird <laughs> i know i'm weird <laughs> anyway uh what's new and that, that that's just the biggest thing i can think of that right. i have to rate admittedly all my dislikes kind of run rub against that to okay it down to 9.5 but um 
this movie is just so from a fan perspective right from someone who absolutely loved the original game mm-hmm. is so awesome okay and that's and i can't really rate it lower than a 9.5 even if i wanted to specifically the complete version because the original might have been a seven <laughs> yeah probably i would have is very enjoyable the original one is very enjoyable but it's not quite where I wanted it. Yeah, that's this a, is right where I wanted it. There's still some weirdness, but it's the weirdness I can live with. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely, if we were to rate the original, I would definitely give it like a seven. Yeah. So yeah, so that, yeah. We, we you just got ratings for two different movies. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, we have one more episode in our non-roll seg- short segment mm-hmm. here that we apparently are doing. Yeah. Um. And we are getting ready to do a live stream. Yeah, something new. Of our review of The Jungle Book. The original Jungle Book. Which will air on... The 14th. The 14th. It'll air on April 14th. So if you're listening to this before that point, which admittedly, it's going to be close. Yeah. uh, Go ahead and tune into our to our face to the Cellcast Facebook page because mm-hmm. that's where we be uh, broadcasting from and get have come enjoy a good time with us. Yeah. So when when it comes to like we're going to do this live and so we want to ever since we're in this time be like people are you know in shelter or being in quarantine. So we want to like interact with our audience and uh, our friends and loved ones who just want to have a good time with us and just so. What we're going to do with this this special podcast, a special episode, what we're going to do, we're going to watch The Jungle Book. And so we're going to ask you, our audience, to watch it with us. Be like, uh, prior to the episode, you can find The Jungle Book now on uh, Disney Plus, and it's relatively available. So please go watch the film. It's a great film. Uh, it's one of Walt Disney's last films. It and is his last film. It is his last film. Sorry. It is his last film. So watch it. Kind of review it. And, you know, while and we come are. come join us as we come and yak about it. Yeah, for, we yak about, about it. And an so hour and a half. For about an hour and a half. And so we'll be like. And you'll get to see the behind the scenes of how much we actually cut from some of these Yes, episodes. and we, 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 we kind of goof off. And yeah. there, there's a lot of uh, dilly-dallying. Kind of and maybe some shilly shelling. It's some shelling going on, but uh, uh, yeah, we we, we, we we don't have a set time other than probably six o'clock when we'll get started. Yeah, roughly. You're gonna get pretty much all our pre-show. Yeah, which, like, with the exception of seeing me set up the sound the, the soundboard. Yeah, we'll have everything set up. But we'll we'll actually show you parts of the parts of our little setup. Although we are going to be in a different area than we normally. Yeah, we'll be in but. Studio B. Yeah, we'll be in Studio B. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, when, you know, uh, come paired with your, uh, your not questions, but more but like your thoughts on the film and that kind of stuff where mm-hmm. we can get, you know, interaction and just have fun with it and just, you know, enjoy this as like fans and families just to have fun with it. It's, uh, I think yeah. it's going to be fun and a good and idea. I will say for the, because we are going to release the audio yeah. from that, at least not the pre-show part of the audio. Yeah. But we the show that particular episode will have yeah. light editing. Yeah. Mostly to make up for when we've got to throw in music cuz we won't be able to play the music live. No. <laughs> I'm not won't. set up for that yet. No. But uh not where it'll sound good. Yeah. But uh yeah. 
But also, I want to throw in one little thing. I haven't told you about this, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway. Uh, we may or may not. me a surprise. I'm throwing it's you a not surprise. not a wise thing to do in a recording. Yeah. <laughs> it, we, we may or may not be giving away something, like a movie. Uh, during, Assuming we have anyone to give it away to. Uh, yeah, so, be like, info, uh, like, info coming soon, possibly. So, yeah. So, if you're interested and, like, want to tag along and you join the ride, you might get something out of it. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? You know, so just find us on Facebook and, you know, join in the fun. All righty. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the Cellcast. Podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. L.